Hey guys, so we have a special episode today. It's an interview that I did with CCP Rotati live on stream last Monday. Uh, he is the lead developer for the ecosystems team. Uh, so hope you enjoy the interview. Uh, it's quite long. It's almost an hour and a half. Um, if you want to see the video of it, uh, it's out on YouTube. Uh, and it's also out on my uh, Twitch stream uh, as usual. So um, hope you enjoy this. Bye. We are incredibly honored to have uh, CCP Ratari on today. Ratari, welcome to our show and thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. My pleasure. Always fun to, to do these things. So I'm guessing since we're, we typically do like an economics and trading stream, most people know who CCP Ratari is. Uh, but for those that uh, are joining us today and may may not know why I'm so excited to have him on, Ratari, I'm going to try my my hand at a, at a two-sentence introduction and maybe you can... Uh, you can then uh, fill in the rest. So uh, Ratari started as a financial analyst at CCP, actually. Um, and uh, he uh, was the senior producer at Dust514 uh, at some point. He then uh, became the lead producer for ecosystems until the end of 2020. And then it seems like you got a promotion recently. You're going to have to uh, fill us in on that, uh, Ratari. But uh, uh, you are now called director of product. Uh, maybe uh, fill in the rest and let us know what your job now actually entails. Yep, uh, you got it right, for sure. Uh, started in 2007 as an analyst, a, worked on as, as basically a director of finance and planning uh, with World of Darkness, Dust for EVE. So worked a lot with the senior management teams uh, across basically the world. Uh, yep, moved to Shanghai, worked on Dust Found 4. Uh, then I worked on a couple of more shooters uh, that uh, were canceled. Mm -hmm. And then I... Uh, Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, uh, it was a lot of fun, a lot of learnings. And um, worked a lot on economy, monetization, progression, and pure gameplay. Uh, on Dust Found 4 and a lot of the experience I, I brought over to Ecosystem and uh, kickstarted a lot of projects with the teams there, Talos, Axiom, and Batcave. And uh, you know you know probably Talos the best, but Axiom is kind of a systems foundation, industry, uh, resources, etc. And Batcave is mostly anti-cheat. Okay, cool. Uh, on the, the new role, yes, uh, we did a slight reorganization. And uh, yes, my title is now Director of Product, which means that uh, the rest of the segments are also uh, product managed by me, I would say. So I set up the strategy, roadmaps, uh, working on a opportunity, discovery, uh, et cetera, with all of the teams uh, throughout all of the community. We have a lot of interaction with the community. Camille, uh, our senior community manager, he uh, gives us an update. Uh, we get all kinds of information from uh, all kinds of places. And it's my responsibility to, to prioritize these, these opportunities and try to fold them into either quadrants or non-quadrant uh, features and development. 
Cool. So is your is your team entirely in Iceland then, or is your team spread out globally? So almost all of the Eve team is in Iceland today. Uh, okay. We have a couple of, of people working uh, remote, but that's mostly uh, uh, circumstantial in that sense. Nice. And here and we you... have CCP Dog. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Making an appearance in the background. That's that's sweet. So when we talk about ecosystem, uh, that has a lot of components, right? It has a little bit of um, economics, as you said. Uh, you said anti-cheating. That all falls kind of into into um, the the ecosystem, right? If we imagine how your team is working, um, do you do you guys have veto power on things? Do changes uh, originate from your team? Uh, how how can we imagine you guys working? So we have segments. And uh, one of those segments is ecosystem. So ecosystem was built in a, in really a way like a living ecosystem is. You have your inorganic, you have your natural laws, you have basically the space where organisms live, then you have resources. And then we model ourselves also after, um, what if we introduce now a, a new species into this ecosystem, like a ship or changed ship. And there are always consequences that happen uh, sometimes they're a bad change for the ecosystem. Sometimes they're a good one. Uh, we have to resource manage. Are people going to run out of this resource? Or are there enough cat like uh, predators? There is there enough prey to to make this balanced? And it, it's kind of an analogy, but it really works really well. Um, so that's one segment uh, ecosystem, and and we're also improving that. There's there's some changes there. Uh, we're trying to uh, improve that kind of segment in a way that we fold in more about the universe itself. So we're actually in, in kind of Berger and I, CCB Burger, are working on a, a concept called the living universe, which is everything that's going on uh, in the universe. So we've, uh, you know, these, this tug of war between the, the empires, uh, you know, where does all the mining, where the, the, the NPCs do, like, where does it go? Do they build something eventually? Like to create this kind of way more a dynamic universe um, with inputs and outputs and players are just one part of that input output. So they could basically help on the, like help one faction or the other achieve their goals. So it's kind of like civilization, you know, empires that, that have their own motives and, and they want to do things and you're just there in their way. So that's kind of the vision for that, and uh, ecosystem is a big part of it. But we're also thinking more about how to, how do we take this forward? How do we, how do we create these asteroids and weather patterns that Berger presented last Tenfest? So kind of taking the universe a step further in, into the science fiction. Uh, the rest of the, the the company is split into or Eve is into more segments. One of which is basically the academy, where we're like the sole focus is try to to get new players into the game. So now we have a redoubled our efforts into that. We've never had more people working on the academy and and the new player experience. And hopefully we'll, we'll start seeing and sharing results uh, around that uh, in 2021. The the other thing that um, everyone associates with Ratari uh, is the scarcity phase, right? And um, so, or, more positively, the resource redistribution, if you want to put it that way, right? In 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 our chat, in our in our community, that is uh, one of the one of one of the main topics that we talk about because it has massive implications on the market, right? And 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 the economy and pretty much everything you do in game. 
can you give us an indication of how well you think the whole scarcity measure uh, is is working and maybe to everyone that is joining that has been living under a rock and that doesn't know uh, what i'm on about uh, uh, when i say scarcity phase uh, it's basically in in my words and correct me ratari um it's coming out of an era uh, an, an era of abundance uh, in in eve where um uh, lots of stockpiles and and uh, um, uh, many resources were amassed um, and now uh, moving into a, uh, a an ecosystem that's much more um, characterized by austerity um, and, and scarcity. Um, so how well is it working? Uh, are you generally content with the way that's going? I am content with how it's going. And uh, you described it pretty well. Uh, there were a lot of, I would say, uh, symptoms of, of a bad economy uh, a year, year and a half ago, uh, which had been going on for longer than that. Um, when I joined Eve, I actually like took a hundred days to write a manifesto of what I thought needed to be fixed, and we're going pretty quickly through that list and and getting some results. Some of 2021 is still part of that manifesto, kind of things I really want to get done. But ultimately, uh, capital proliferation. We've we've uh, done a lot to kind of combat that both uh, with making it harder to build them and also just to make them more vulnerable as you remember um, what we hear from the community is actually that the the balance is really good like between the the rock paper scissors or the play counterplay in in the uh, in in the fleet fights that we're looking at today so uh, I'm actually very happy about that uh, obviously I'm not happy about having to kind of take in take the reins of this and and call these kind of uh, activities because no one really wants to but it uh we deemed it and still deem it uh very uh important and necessary um you're the bad uh, cop <laughs> it i think it's it's gonna be we're gonna be fine uh, i think we're seeing the and uh, late at the end of the tunnel and um definitely there's one i would say big chan change to be made which is uh coming soon um it's not a bad change but it's a drastic change for sure and it's going to change the landscape a bit uh for a lot of people but then i think we're ready just to kind of start redistribution getting things into the right places um allow players to to build up more of their empires and infrastructure to actually kind of customize their experience. That's where we need to need to get and where we want to get. And I think it's, it, it's not that far away. So that, that sounds like we, we haven't seen the worst yet. And when I say the worst, I mean the worst from a uh, players that like cash point of view. Uh, I, from a cash perspective, I think we're closing in on something uh, really interesting. So, uh, reserve banks that we know about um, have been part of the ESS system now since it was launched. And um, I'm not going to tell you how much is in the ESSs, but it's a lot. And mm -hmm. the reserve banks will definitely be uh, coming online um, this year. And uh, with that, a veritable fountain of ISK will be made available to those who want to take it. So it's there for the taking, for sure. Um, that's one. Um, we're also working on um, improved mining. 
or basically kind of uh, improved landscape for mining. And uh, that's going to just be a, a positive change that's coming soon. And uh, I think that would be like a, a pleasant surprise when that when that's out here. And I think it's going to be uh, kind of the big first steps of, of, of real positive things to come. Okay. So, so, sounds promising. What I was taken aback a little bit by is um, when you, you you gave you have your little the the scorecard right on the uh, uh, on the ecosystem outlook yep. um, in the in the dev blog, and on the economy uh, in the last dev blog that was out in, uh, in in at the end of the the year last year, you gave yourself a C uh, uh, coming from D uh, in in the economy, um, which would indicate to me that the the redistribution phase uh, where we're going to see more 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 minerals out there again to be mined is quite far away because you know just from my logic i would think that's coming at uh, a or triple a uh, which is the highest grade um can you take my worries away from me so i think the 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 uh d to c means that we were gaining against stockpiles and we mm -hmm. were reigning in the the ISK basically, uh, ISK generation. Um, we are all obviously seeing that uh, ISK is moving from bounties into incursions, red and blue loot, and that's fine. Uh, we're, we we knew that would happen. Um, but redistribution doesn't have to wait for A or AAA in that sense. Uh, that would mean that. Um, a part of getting it from C to B would actually to be start redistribution is to get like player like the economy into a, in the healthier state. So, is there some mineral missing? Do we still have too much of a mineral? Like now we're into fine tuning, uh, in my opinion. So right now we are starting to to do much smaller incisions in in that sense. We're using the scalpel now instead of the sledgehammer. Okay, and so you have a good visibility on uh, stockpiles and their and their sizes. Sure, that's we we have all of the stockpiles of all material ships and everything. And and, if... and you um, the 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 reduction in stockpiles that you have seen over the past year that this has been uh, going on, right? Uh, is that um, like you expected? So is that uh, is that how you expected them to go down, or is it um, slower or faster or? So the, the war helped, for sure. Um, but I would say that when we started the this journey, was I was taken aback at the proliferation. If you look at Titans, both built and Supercares built, it, it's a hockey stick. It, it is a crazy, crazy change over time because it used to be just like a, a manageable number, like in the hundreds. But all of a sudden we had thousands and thousands of supercarriers everywhere and uh, that to me was like okay that that's a, a a huge symptom and that's just a not sustainable at all and uh, now we're kind of culling back a bit but we're still going to be in that situation that that the haves and the have-nots the people who have supercarriers and haven't lost them uh, won't need to build them but if they lose them uh, it, it's going to be harder for them to rebuild them, which means that they may not commit them as easily as they used to, and that maybe becomes a turned enough to actually like not be able to scare people into submission, which was happening uh, regularly back in the day. So uh, 
we still have n plus one as a problem, but this is we this is where we start. And what we'd like is a healthier, I would say, subcap smaller capital uh, fleet meta, where which is actually happening uh, in in the war currently. We're seeing a lot of battleships. We're seeing a lot of stuff that we weren't seeing before. And are you clear on what caused uh, the hockey stick in the first place and on how to prevent that happening in the future? So there's a huge change back in the day. I can't remember exactly when it happened, but uh, there was a massive multiplication of tritanium that happened where um, I think it went up by a hundredfold or a thousandfold. Um, the yield, I think. There was a, like a, a big meaningful change that happened. Um, and the the problem is that I would say I don't think anyone foresaw that Titans would ever be common, and I don't I think that's why there were no fail safes in uh, the materials needed to to build Titan. So the problem is that that Titans are T one ship, and I would say that is one of the the kind of the fundamental design problems that that led us into this. Uh, if we had some other way to control it, uh, we wouldn't have run into this. Uh, we would have kind of had like a, a handbrake or manual brake uh, somewhere in, in during that phase. But um, I think that's that's one way to to think about it. Is that that kind of unlocked this titanium growth, uh, titan growth, and superhero growth? And we'll just see how we kind of deal with that. So dynamic re resource distribution is going to rein that in in the future. So I think ultimately, if you if we would allow this to happen again, it would be uh, at the cost of some trade-offs. So if you wanted titanium in your null sec system, and I think we've uh, CSB Psych has explained this before, is if you want this power to be able to build whatever in your system, you're also sacrificing something at that. Uh, you, you're trading, I don't know, noxium for titanium or or something. So. Yes, maybe you'll be able to build this type of ship in your system, but maybe not all of the ships all the time. Okay. Are there um, reactions to to the austerity phase or scarcity phase that that's that surprised you? I mean, I I think it's absurd to think that you knew that you would know exactly what would happen as as some people uh, expect you to, right? Because this is something that has never happened. Not in this ecosystem, and it's it's difficult to apply experiences from other games to to Eve because Eve is unique. Um, but we've we've seen things like uh, you know yeah, so basic minerals uh, exploded in price. Now um, they they exploded um, to never be before seen levels. But we also saw uh, uh, lately we saw you know PI PI prices drop, and that's not only due to scarcity; it's also due to less structures in space, but we also saw, um, you know, a lot of the the salvage goods drop in price uh, drastically. There's there's a ton of material uh, groups that had their prices drastically uh, changed, uh, and as a, as a result of behavior changes by the player base, um, and a lot of it due to scarcity. Um, did you anticipate that? Did that did that surprise you? What surprised you most? Can you talk about that? Uh, specifically, no, we didn't like plan on or try to project which prices would go up or, or down. Um, 
we uh, are approaching this as a, a very dynamic ecosystem. So it it's almost impossible to predict what players do and, and whatnot. What we really just wanted to prevent were any kind of exploits, any insurance scams, any reprocessing like loopholes or, or things like that. Th those are the things that we're mostly concerned about. And I think we haven't seen any of these, bef uh, these happen or be manifest. Uh, obviously the CPI was going to go up like that, that was pretty clear, but that also, uh, creates value for the resource providers, uh, over time, as long as, uh, the, the people buying have purchasing power through ISK. So that's where we we're kind of, okay, we've, we've now pushed the kind of the value generation and the recipients of that value over to, to, uh, raw resources. So ultimately PI, Tritanium, like all of that stuff uh, should be able to uh, increase in value uh, as long as we have the ISK coming in. And we needed to kind of rein that in to see where the kind of the, the breaking point was just to measure, okay, what is a healthy income? What is a non-healthy income? And that's why we did the uh, implemented DBS. And that has been a really, really uh, strong contender for like how we do features from now on. Uh, it is one of the first dynamic systems that we have in Eve. It it basically listens to player input and and gives output straight into the into the server. Uh, it it it's kind of also new tech that we're, we're we're doing where you actually take input from the server. It's not calculated on the server, outside of the server, and then sent back into the server. So those things are actually uh, the ways with that we can increase performance. So trying to offload the monolith, as we call it, uh, through external services. So one day market, kill mills, these things are the way to kind of, we're pruning that away to try to increase the the, the, the performance of the service. So that's one, uh, it's a huge step for the team, it's a huge step for Eve to actually do this. And that actually paves this, this way forward that I was talking about, okay, are the empires then actually like do they have their offline simulation in that sense like does the emperor take all the things that they mine and they make decisions and they build things and then they attack the caldari or whatever like can we imbue the universe with this kind of like almost organism ai and that that's the future like scarcity isn't the future it's it's just like uh, we need to do this right now to make sure that we we haven't messed up the economy for forever but this is the foundation for the third decade for eve is to actually become one of the like the most awesome economy simulation that like the the world has that is the vision for for this uh the team and i'm super interested in how it, enthusiastic about how it's going so um i i've, I've heard it before that you're um that you or other developers are saying that dynamic systems are probably the the way forward, right? Um, I, I was going to ask this a little later, but since we're on dynamic systems, uh, I'm into trading uh, dynamic broker fees, right? Something you've thought about or 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 haven't yet? Because um, trade is very very centralized uh, right now. Dynamic uh, broker fees uh, could could be a solution to. Um, uh, 
to uh, decentralize trading a little bit, maybe uh, create a little bit more content? Is that an idea that you have thrown around or um, not at all? Oh, definitely. Um, uh, the system cost index is actually one of the, like probably truly the first kind of dynamic system that is in EVE. So um, it's probably needs a bit of tuning. Like I, I don't like that almost everything is produced in in one place in the universe. Uh, we could do something with that for sure. Uh, but I think all of these uh, make sense. Dynamic programmers for sure to kind of distribute, travel, logistics, hauling across the universe. Uh, and this centralization is, I would say, it's fine because that's what players wanted at that time. But if we incentivize different behaviors, people will adapt to those and actually be able to make uh, more choices. I think uh, we, we've been, or I have been actually doing some industry uh, related Q&A inside of the company. I'm talking to some expert uh, industrialists at CCP just to mm -hmm. kind of get their feedback. And uh, this is actually very interesting to like to have your regional markets and your your Jira or central market and actually have to have a choice between these is is really cool. And it's actually because of Nyarja that like Amar is now becoming this kind of like a, a secondary trade hub, which is very interesting. Yeah, so, for sure. Definitely. I, I, I talk I, I talk about that uh, that a lot. Um in that in that latest uh, uh, ecosystem outlook, you also you talk about the further defining the differences between the five categories of space. And it sounds like you have something in the works for uh, low sec and wormhole space. Um, uh, low sec, something about the interaction with high sec and wormhole space, something about the resources that come out of there becoming more va valuable. Is there anything that you can share about that? Um, what I want to do is to make all of the areas lucrative and desirable to, to those that want to kind of take the chance. And I've heard enough that uh, no one will ever mine in LOSEC or, or sentences like that. Uh, of course they will, if the margins are high enough. So uh, what we want to do is just incentivize players to be everywhere. And if that means uh, creating very specific content or desirable content for them to be there, uh, yes, that's definitely an option on the table. Um, we know that there's a lot of interesting loot and, and ways to make money in, in uh, wormholes, but also there are way fewer in, in some cases to, to make money. So we're looking at um, basically underutilized resources and try to kind of create um, demand for them in the industrial kind of cycle. So that, that goes for everything. And that's why Noxium has been placed directly in LOSEC as a, as a thing. So um, if, it, if you need it, go into LOSEC and mine it. Uh, if there are few, then the prices are high. So it's good value for you. If they're low, then everyone's building from Noxium. It, it, the market saves itself in that sense. Uh, on that though, I think there's also just uh, a case for making these lines pretty almost clear in that sense. I personally don't understand why you would, and I can't blame any reason or design uh, decisions made back in the day. I wasn't here and everything was uh, done with the best 
uh, interest in mind. Uh, I still think it's strange to build keep stores in high sec. That's like, <laughs> it just feels weird. <laughs> well, that's, uh, a big but, one. that's a big one. I'm not saying that we're going to remove them, but I, I just like those things, it feels like there's kind of the narrative that's weird to me, not the gameplay necessary. And and I know that the design intent was that everyone could build all structures and they were priced in that way. And that's what the design was. But I still don't like agree with building mega space stations in someone's backyard. And that's just strange to me. And I know that Faction Warfare suffered for it because you had stations inside game systems or game features that weren't like kind of broke how they worked in that sense. But uh, that's all fine. We we can definitely uh, figure out a way forward without hurting too many feelings. I think now nowadays everyone agrees, uh, or most people most people agree. But then again, hindsight is uh, is 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 twenty twenty. I'm sure there were the best intentions. Um, also in that dev blog um, uh, is you're hinting at uh, maybe the the a, a new role for oracles and and and, and orcas in in mining. Um, is that um, something that, uh, so I understand it as something that's definitely happening this year. Um, is that something that we're going to be seeing this quarter? Uh, depends on quarter. So by March 31st? Not, not by March 31st, no. Um, there are, we, we basically, uh, the things that we wanted to do in Q1 or quarter one were the things that we've already delivered. So. Uh, the Marauder buff was something that um, I've I've personally uh, had 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 a vested interest in. It, it's something that I one of the manifestos was that I didn't understand why this ship wasn't out there flying. It was kind of meant to be a a, a monumental achievement. It was like a high end subcap battleship T two. Like it was kind of like this should be flown, and it wasn't, and it just lacked a a purpose it had a purpose but it wasn't able to, to actually deliver on that purpose so now that we've strengthened that uh i'm i'm, I'm really happy to to I, and see that being flown again uh we're seeing a lot of the 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 prices and demand go up and uh way more flown in space so it's definitely something that i'm i'm very happy i've i'm not fly i don't fly it myself so don't worry i'm, I'm not wasn't doing it for myself. It was just a kind of an anomaly almost in the data to, to see how kind of ill-received it was. Um, then the formations, that was something that, that uh, Talos and, and uh, the team were working on. And uh, that's what we had for this quadrant. And uh, what we're going into is really like a, a very exciting next quadrant for sure. Um, Talos is taking a look at, uh, I'm maybe like teasing a bit, but we're definitely taking a look at like a year in review, I would say it. They're taking a look at, uh, some of the things that we changed last year and maybe improving or tweaking or tuning those things, like, uh, particularly based on feedback, based on what we learned. So we're taking a second, taking a second look at some of these, the changes. So, uh, more on that later. So it's kind of iteration. And uh, and uh, I think that's something that we we'd like to keep in mind is that like either we do a a gradual iteration pass or both like group them all up into one one kind of big pack of, of fixes and and tweaks. 
Do you see an issue with the Oracle and Orca roles as they are right now? Um, yes and no. Um, so what I, Oracles were, so they, they did everything instead of doing one thing really well. And I, I, I think I'd like to go back to uh, their original role, which to be fleet boosters. Um, same thing with Orcas. Um, and that's kind of the high level vision for it, but we have some, some aces up our sleeves to give them like a, a special unique role. So that's, I'm, I'm going to save that surprise for later, but yeah, that's definitely happening in, in 2021 and soon. I'm going to take that as Q2, but you don't have to answer that question. You said a year in, <laughs> a year in review, um, well, I've been. By the way, I've been telling my uh, my community that uh, my bet was on uh, scarcity phase ending in Q1 uh, 2021, and I'm about to lose that uh, that bet apparently. Uh, but then again, according to the dev blog, the redistribution phase has already started, uh, except that uh, it started very very slowly. Right? We've so we iterated on the DBS, for example. So uh, just buffed it across the board. Um, Playing with the uh, playing with the numbers, and we're actually in in a pretty healthy state. And the the big thing about the DPS is that you can't be lazy. You can't just farm one system. And I think that was the like kind of the 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 major uh, improvement to to our our habits, your player habits. Um, that ensures that people are traveling. They have to move. And yes, but yes, they can they can low cost or whatever. They can like. Uh, do what do you call it? Uh, yeah, they can switch switch from one system to the next and, and wait and and do this kind of uh, round robin. But mm -hmm. uh, that means they're in in space, and that means that that maybe someone's watching them and attacking them, and and, and it's not that predictable um, and not not as easy. Uh, it's not as easy to I would say um, maliciously do it at the same time. We're also seeing that the uh, the botting behavior has changed uh, quite dramatically. You see that bots actually uh, kind of diminish their system really quickly, so they become very identifiable unless they're smarter bot runners. So it's helping as a detection tool as well for us. So all in all, it's a really good way for us to, to actually make large-scale improvements just by changing a single number. So we can change the... The, how fast the diminishing returns works, what's the maximum bounty of if you leave it completely alone, et cetera. So we have a lot of dials to play with and it's been really good. And it's affecting exactly the systems that we wanted. You can see that in the MER. I, I guess what what I'm trying to get at with the with the scarcity phase, um, not, or- with Just from a mineral point of view. From a, uh, so from a- um, uh, from an ISK point of view or ISK, ISK faucet point of view, then then DBS would certainly uh, be something. But then again, you you're taking it away. If if you have something like a preferred playstyle in Eve, then you're taking it away from miners and you're giving it away to ratters. In in that case, uh, even though probably overall the ISK faucet of the uh, the DBS is lower than the ISK faucet was before for uh, for ratting um, for for the more afk style writing for the major writers for sure mm -hmm. not for the predominantly like for the normal player it, it 
shouldn't have changed a lot in Nullsack. Right. Only if you're miners, were... but miners um, uh, or those those people that like to mine or want to mine uh, uh, are are certainly still waiting for a change, right? Yeah, and I think we can we can safely uh, assume that that there are, uh, the Oracle and the Orca will be the the first step into in in there will be some follow up changes uh, with that with that release. Okay. Uh, you said a year in review. For me, a year in review would also mean um, that a year ago we had the market changes, um, almost exactly a year ago, uh, with the dynamic broker changes, the uh, the margin trading change. Um, I I frequently call that uh, the 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 best patch, the, my favorite patch ever in, in Eve. Uh, but then again, I'm a market trader, and uh, I think that that change rewarded uh, very strategic market trading instead of uh, 0.01 isking. A lot of people agree me uh, disagree with me, so chat's going to explode maybe. But um, what uh, what can you tell tell us about? Uh, I, I I've I've talked to a CCP employee here here and there, the community team. I've heard very positive things about what this did for. Uh, for 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 scamming, maybe for botting, uh, can can you share a little bit what a year in review for the market changes has um, has has meant to you, or has um, has uh, what what has it done uh, to the to the economy from your point of view? I would say that small scale normal marketeers have uh, suffered probably. Um, that they're the kind of the the group that took the biggest hit, I would say, like casual market uh, players, um, and that's that's something we want to uh, look at. Uh, this the, the team is basically going through the feedback channels, and they'll I, I'm very sure they'll come up with a couple of or three or more ideas about how to improve their life and not like not roll back the the other changes that were very favorable. Definitely point one is king, but uh, it, it's just a, a much healthier, healthier um, play counterplay. I would say, uh, marketing market is PVP, industrial is PVP in in some way. So uh, we really want to remove uh, unfair advantages everywhere, not just from from uh, you know space botting. It's also market botting and and just a, a fair playground. But I don't have the details on that. That's going to be out uh, relatively soon, I think. Okay. Yeah, I've I, I've um, I've heard some uh, some some preliminary numbers from the community team, and they look very promising in terms of um, the 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 scams and 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 bot numbers going down on on, on that. Um, so and yeah, actually, and I'm not a, I'm not a yeah. casual market trader, so um, that's why I like the trade probably. Yeah, the, the change probably. So what I. What I kind of missed from Dustphone 4 was to have these conversations with the community where I would uh, go onto the forums like in the olden days and kind of like pitch a couple of ideas and have a good discussion, uh, harden the discussion and, and come back with a, a, a improved feature proposal. Uh, I missed that. Like I haven't been doing a lot of that. Um, I've more been kind of monitoring feedback after the fact and kind of during during um, the kind of the final phases, uh, we've always had the CSM give feedback, but like uh, I really want to reintroduce this this phase where where the the community can actually uh, have good kind of honing of a feature. Um, 
one thing that like everyone who's listening could actually like pitch into a forum thread or Reddit thread, uh, whatever your your favor, uh, about the year in review, like about the Talos changes, and kind of come up with like what are actually two or three things that you have to do differently with wormhole changes, market changes, and actually just give us some good feedback, constructive good feedback, and I can I I can guarantee that the team will uh, read it. Absolutely, and I can I can uh, um, attest to the fact that I I was asked to give feedback on on some of the market changes. So it, uh, there's definitely a lot of um, um, outreach uh, uh, happening. Um, obviously, I can only answer for myself, but uh, that is something that has that that is definitely happening more now than it than it used to be. I think. Um, I dug up a quote from you from Reddit. I hope that's okay. Let's see. Um, is this from you? It says Western monetization fails catastrophically in the East. Uh, in 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 that case, Western monetization, uh, uh, referring to you know the the fair and balanced model where monetization is only uh, for 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 skins or for cosmetics, and Eastern being more pay to win. Um, do you still believe that? And what does that mean for Eve? Hey. Uh, yeah. They're just completely two different cultures. One is is way more accepting of 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 being able to pay for advance um, in real money. Um, the the cultural aspect I've, I've lived in both places. The cultural aspect is just that you you worked hard, you earned hard for your money, and you're you should be able to to benefit from from your hard work. Um, in the West, obviously, completely different. I think we have a very clear idea of what pay-to-win is now in the West. I think there have been uh, unfortunate monetization um, paradigms in in a couple of games in the last five, ten years. Uh, no need to na name any names. Um, they've probably served as really good kind of warning signs or or red flags on on what to do and what not to do. Um, we're seeing this. Uh, Gambling being struck down, uh, etc., uh, and kind of the the prevalence of battle passes, season passes, and the acceptance of those is it seems to be kind of like I've established a line where what is okay, what is not okay, um, and then you go into what is like the difference between a shooter and or the niches or or the genres of games. And I think we're like I don't think there's a lot of landmines left in in the world of monetization. Um, I think we're very aware of them, and um, and what we do on Eve is try to be really, really respectful of those. And um, I I would be hesitant to say that we've we've done big mistakes in the in the last few years on that. Uh, we're always very sensitive to that. I I'm, personally I'm very sensitive about like really loathe pay to win so um and we as a culture a company culture actually do too um and so there's not a lot of like crazy ideas going out that need to be struck down internally it's more like it's it's all fairly reasonable and we're trying to find the the best way for the right people and um usually the best way to to design monetization is to start from being helpful try to find where we can actually assist the player in the best way possible and uh, not exploit them. And I think that's that, that's where we're trying to kind of gauge what is a good starter pack, what is a good like kind of kickoff point 
and if if you're interested in that, then that's uh, that that's your prerogative to to use or not. Obviously, skins and cos cosmetics are, are another thing, but um, we're we're pretty well versed in that that behavior. Uh, yet you own you're you're now owned by a, uh, a Korean company. Um, does has that had any impact on on the policies that you instituted in the game or on on your monetization strategy? Literally zero. I can I can uh, guarantee that they have absolutely no. I would say no desire nor um, shown any will in in actually trying to uh affect any of our decision making like literally zero uh day to day month to month year to year um i think and i'm i'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say perlibus um the investment in ccp is i would say from my point of view a strategic investment into learning what works well in in western societies and i think uh as a I'm gonna say so many years, I'll never guess, 17 years, is that the right? Yeah. MMO that's still going, we must have done something right. And I think that's what what a company like Perlibus can, can learn from us and we can learn from them uh, in the same way. They've done amazing MMOs in the, in the East. Uh, obviously they've done things that, that are acceptable in their culture. Uh, but BDO uh, is doing well in the, in the West as well. It's a beautiful MMO. It's really well crafted. It's it's uh, actually a fantastic MMO. Um, so I think it's more of a strategic investment to learn about uh, West and how how long running MMOs have done it. And I'm 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 hoping we can actually uh, help them grow their own games. But as a as a uh, I would say, as a financial instrument, they are so much bigger than CCP is from a revenue for from a revenue standpoint, from a company standpoint. That we're a drop in the ocean, and uh, it, it's kind of obvious that they're not trying to force us to sell skill points for for. Uh, I mean, you make up what you make up more than more than ten, more like fifteen percent of their revenue. That's not a drop in the ocean. I would say that uh, maybe I think uh, I think they 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 look at it differently. I would say because <laughs> they're leaving you alone. So is that so? The interaction is just um, uh, once a quarter. Hilmar has to go over there and report. No, actually, uh, it's very yeah. amicable. It's just yeah? not in a any way controlly. We we uh, in, interact with them regularly. We have uh, Slack channels. We talk to a lot of the people. Uh, we talk to uh, the Echoes team a lot as well. Uh, uh, an amazing uh, lead producer, or whatever he's called, uh, Suwei on the Echoes team. Loves Eve. He's been playing Eve since like day one. Uh, fanatical Eve player, and uh, he has the the Eve DNA for sure. Eve Echoes has done a lot of cool things uh, and really good things, especially from a new player perspective. Um, so a lot of kind of in in bispeak cross pollination of ideas, and um, we're we're just we're just gaining from this this cooperation in in, in good ways for sure. Speaking of monetization, so um, 
we we just learned about the expert systems, right? Um, now I don't know how you know how much that 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 touches on uh, on 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 the work you do, but then again, the work you do touches on basically everything in in Eve, right? I'm, because I'm intimately evolved. Yeah. Um, expert systems were were coined from a a very specific user problem. Um, and there are ways to, to, to get around that uh, for sure. I've I, I read the expert systems threads on both forums, and I don't disagree with a lot of things. We could make the skill system much easier to, to understand. Um, but there's something about uh, navigating these, I would say, these obstacles in the very beginning that have been pointed out. Um, if you're not going to refactor the skill system, these would be interesting ways to to do it uh we definitely don't want to sell skill points so that was basically the the foundation the the design crutch was okay how can we help them without selling skill points okay we can grant them temporary skills and that's kind of the idea we went with and say okay uh, how do we allow you to fly something now taste something now instead of waiting and uh players could skill inject new players won't be able to understand that. And that's also our fault. Um, so how do we get this into like, okay, can we get something cool, smart, very kind of digestible at a low price point that says, hey, just, okay, in your first session, you don't have to wait for anything. You don't have to come back tomorrow. What if you can just fly a mining barge or a uh, small frigate with like a fitted frigate with like the bare necessities and say, okay, go out and fight. And the idea here was that how can we actually make a friend kind of take you out? So a friend says, okay, come join me. We're going to do this together. And instead of that friend saying, hey, let's see you in a week, get these skills started and then play. What if you can just like drop a, a low price point and, and then fly with me today? Uh, in the meanwhile, you're actually trading towards that at the same time. So you're also learning a bit about what makes a fitting, like the concept of a fitting even. So you're like, okay, here's a bundle that kind of lets you fly now, is also kind of a skill plan, and also gives you some kind of a, a small, I would say, beacon of light to look up things, uh, to train, to buy, to go study in the market, because you're fairly unguided in the market. So at least this is a starting point to say, okay, this actually works together. Uh, without community fittings and, and, and ghost fitting and, and that stuff. So that was the idea. And the idea obviously uh, was uh, passed through the CSM uh, mm -hmm. and, and they, they gave us feedback on it. The main feedback was obviously like, don't go too far, like make it definitely new players. This shouldn't be a, 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 a uh, an alliance doctrine that's being spun up or, or fly a, a T2 battleship or Titan or supercarrier. So obviously the intent is here to have it uh, low skill point investment, uh, just to kind of get you started. My my challenge to to the uh, expert systems, and I um, actually I, I I put a video on this out there, but you haven't seen it, so I'll I'll, I'll try to summarize what I think about the expert system. So my challenge to that is, um, if the introduction of the expert system kind of suggests that uh, what is holding the retention rate back is people missing some skills on day one or, or, or day two, right? It's that there isn't enough to do 
on day one or day two that they understand. Um, and that is what's making them quit the game. And that is what I challenged because I think that what's take, what's keeping people out of staying in the game or what, what's kicking people out of the game is not, you know, finding a corp or not understanding the overview or not, you know, uh, not being able to play the game because it's not explained to them maybe in the way that they that most people understand or only the the most you know the 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 most dedicated understand and so to me i didn't think that the expert systems are addressing the issue that's there and obviously you have different numbers than 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 i can i can look at right but to me it sounds like uh, it's addressing a problem that is not there and then on top of that you if you put somebody in a in a mining barge for example it's to, to the day one player it's not going to make a difference if it's a if it's a starter ship or, or a mining barge their the mining is going to be new to them and they're not going the difference is not going to be how much is they make the only difference is they're going to get blown up quicker and they might leave even quicker that 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 was what i don't understand what do you say to that i think it's very anticlimactic to join a game and say, uh, I want to fly the ship. Uh, I can't now, but you have to wait. I think it's it's fairly different from what players expect to come into a new game uh, at this day and age. I think it's, it's very specifically EVE, and it's one of the things that make EVE really unique and interesting, but it is hard to grasp to kind of have to wait because you can't grind XP by just doing the activity. If you could, I think I'd be fine. But this kind of lack of progress or the, the, the sense of progression is a bit hard for new players. And this is very clear in our user testing, for example. So we have a lot of data. And definitely, I don't disagree with all of the things you said. There are people who are lost because we don't explain the game well. you're muted definitely oh oh sorry i dropped here yeah. um the overview is crowded and and hard to understand and that we definitely would like more players to join corporations day one for sure uh, but not and not everyone is a corporation joiner uh, i'm not like i would never join any corporation at on day one because a lot of people want to find build their self-confidence and we call it stage fright you want to do things on your own until you're ready to kind of not be mocked for your lack of knowledge. So there's a a big group of players who just simply don't want social interactions in the first days or two. Uh, they just want to train and they're fine with losing. Like it's, it's fine. Like loss isn't the thing that drives people away. It's actually one of the things that make you kind of stick. Um, death, like death in the first session of your first ship does not like lead to bad retention. It actually leads to the opposite. It's kind of like, okay, then you get it. Oh, oh, okay, I die and I go back to the station and I just buy another ship. Okay, I'm poor, but that's fine because I can just like get money somehow. That's grafting and people are used to it in, in, in MMOs, World of Warcraft or whatever. So I think that's not the, the, that's the problem. It's this the, the problem of waiting. And to me, there's also this part of like dissatisfaction when you unlock the first ship and you think it's meaningful but then you don't have any fittings and you don't know what to do next and the the la that lack of guidance and i think there's a that's what the 
the uh, expert system was in the beginning was this kind of like skill plan. You just get the skill plan. It makes sense. It's kind of like a community fitting, but it, it's, an, it's an object. And that was the basic kind of translation. The, the 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 DNA of the the design, and I think I think all of these will work together. That's my hope. But aren't you worried that people that new players will log in and they will feel like it's required because you're offering it to them, and they they feel like oh you know obviously I I need to buy this because apparently I you know I I I don't have what it takes to have fun on day one, which is absolutely not true because I think. There's a ton of things you can do on day one that are a lot of fun and especially are better for your learning curve in the long run if you don't buy into it. Yeah, but I, I just put that into player's judgment. I, I play Warzone. I don't buy the battle pass even if I'm killed by the growl. Like it's, I don't need it. I can I can do whatever I want. And I, I think there are people who will enjoy this and people that won't. And I, I don't think, ultimately, I don't think it harms anyone that it exists. In the way that it it doesn't give you any power, it doesn't give you maybe perceived power, it doesn't give you any pay to win, it doesn't give you anything you couldn't before because you could literally skill inject into this by plexing um, uh, on day one if you wanted to. So I think it's it's more like a guiding hand, if if you will. Okay, I'll let you off the hook with that one. Um, I have I have to ask a, a question that uh, at least my community knows it's coming because um, my my the, the the most dreaded item for me is the Signal Twenty Five Needle Jack in the game and I'll tell you why right you Definitely. announced you announced uh, you announced that that item was coming out um, after the 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 successful the success of that the initial uh, filaments in the event and then it basically everyone understood it as you know, signal fives are the, the easily uh, um, they're everywhere. You can you can get them, you can use them, and then the fifteens are like a rare blueprint, and then the twenty fives are only given out very rarely because they're they are purple. They are the uh, uh, you know they 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 should be way more rare and more expensive than the fives and the fifteens. And then what happened is they were giving out to everyone as login rewards. And not the fives, also the fives, but then the twenty fives. And now nowadays they're everywhere and they're worthless just because you know, obviously you thought they were great and they should be in the game. In an economic sense, so for you as an ecosystems guy, that that should be, you know, that, that should doesn't that hurt? Like, isn't that like you introduced or I don't know what you personally, but the game introduced a clear way forward, but then Login rewards kind of killed the market for an item that that should have been rare, that could have been very, 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 very cool thing, and that is now everywhere. Which is, by the way, also abundance, right? So it's it's it it it, it breeds complacency, and so up up until then, the story up until here, the story is just oh, I lost a whole bunch of money on single twenty fives because I bought bought a bunch of them, right? My question to you is. Don't they ask you uh, before they do a login reward? Because you would have told them that's a terrible idea to give that away. Because you wouldn't. Why would you give out an item that is supposed to be rare? Because the signal 15s, they're now basically th there's an item there that is not used. That the blueprint is worth nothing. Is it could have been cool. Yes, this actually like this hasn't reached my my kind of purview in, okay. in the last uh six months or so um uh, we definitely signed off on the the dli and i actually may have like 
I can't remember the details, but I, I was I really wanted some of these to be uh, manufactured, some of them to be in the DLI, and some of them to be uh, like casual for sure. I, I think we there are things to look at um, on uh, on seeding for definitely for example I I wasn't really aware of this like specific instance and I'm happy to take a look at it uh, I think the the part of putting into the DLI was to make sure that there was always an ample supply that was in players' hands mm -hmm. uh, maybe it should have been reversed um, I I. I can take a look, but it, it's been a few, definitely a few months where no one really brought this up as an urgent thing. So uh, this is the first that I, but it's it it may be a lost opportunity, but like it it could be fixed with with some changes for sure. I mean, yeah. nobody's going to complain. Or most people, ninety nine percent of the player base is not going to complain about it because they like they like the item and it's in their pocket yeah. and it does and it. In in the I, I was more concerned about the fact that uh, I was I would hope that these login rewards would be passed by you because uh, to oh, be honest the, the way that they are the way the login rewards are structured while we're on that topic the way they are structured right now I don't think the community is happy about them because they they're uh, I uh, speaking from myself and the people that I know you know it's ninety nine percent trash uh, so you you have a a big pile of blueprints uh, in your hangar that you're never going to use. Um, I, 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 obviously, we were in a, a tough place with the DLI, the veteran DLI for sure. Um, what it has value that can't be traded, but still has value. Like it's very hard to, to navigate that. Um, the concept of soulbound, hard, doesn't really exist. Um, that means that I can't give or we can't yeah. give anything really useful, very interesting, because it just gets converted into cash immediately. So yes, it is a, a there's a debate for sure about the, the value of the veteran DLI and whether it actually uh, is a net positive or net negative thing. Um, there are ways to improve the, the player experience, just uh, like the redemption queue, handling, like, I don't know, easy sell I, I i actually don't know but there is a debate at the moment about the future of the veteran dli for sure and you can spin up a thread about that as well if you want okay <laughs> yeah i mean the, the the way that it's done and the improvements and that you can redeem them now to the home station and that that's all fantastic it's just you got to put some stuff in there that people um will actually leave because the way it is right now i think most people would rather not have a login reward than another you know vexer blueprint <laughs> i think because it's just it's just filling up uh you know nobody's gonna but build that vexer like hate to break it to you but nobody's building the vexer <laughs> it, it it's a very hard it, it's it's almost impossible to 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 make it actually valuable so uh maybe we need to rethink this in, in some yeah. way okay uh but there's no way to give something valuable like except um auto redeemed skins those are the only things where we can actually say okay we can give something out that has value because we know that you can't uh trade it to other accounts that's the only thing yeah except for signal 25s those you can trade okay we can trade like yeah. all of the other things like the ships and the 
material. <clears throat> but yeah. Right. Uh, yep. I have. Um, uh, so before I uh, like, I would um, uh, ask the mods if um, if if there are some questions in chat that uh, were asked repeatedly or that you find particularly good, um, uh, do tag me in them and I'll ask the question in a second. I want to ask one last question, Rotati, and that is uh, around the 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 management of Plex prices. So I, you know, you're a financial analyst, uh, or you used to be. I used to be a financial analyst. Um, the 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 price of plex and the supply and demand of plex is uh, uh, economically speaking something very very interesting in game and i'm sure it's it's something that you spend a lot of time at least uh, dealing with or thinking about it has been so plex has been dropping uh, a lot which um, you know one reason is going to be a lot of maybe people returning to the to the war and buying plex to 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 um, to skill up or or to to buy resources do you guys manage the price of Plex? What do you do? Um, uh, you know, do you have do you have um, boundaries that it can't go over? Um, you can look me in the eye and say no. That a hundred percent. It's literally supply and demand. We have zero impact on the Plex supply, demand, or prices. So the introduction of a plex sale has nothing to do with the current price of plex at any point in time they're just based on on a a reasonable period of time that has lapsed uh kind of like a gauge of the community of of when is a good timing but there has like it's absolutely not based on 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 trying to control uh, the price at all we think it's just a, a healthy, uh, it's probably healthier now, but it's very hard to say what's healthy. What's the value of ISK? What's the relative value of ISK to, to real world currencies? This is an, an almost impossible problem to, to say what is good and what is bad. All we can say is uh, relative, what is the relative price of Plex when players are relatively happy about the game? And uh, we definitely saw that players were unhappier about the game at a certain price point. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's pretty clearly because bots were driving Plex demand up because they had more uh, ISK supply. They could just grind their own ISK so they would uh, be able to afford paying over over the margin, over the, over the, the kind of current margin um, of Plex. So it was driven up. And then kind of in this... Uh, vicious cycle of them overpricing themselves and buying their own plex and so so on and so forth um, the players selling plex do not seem to be uh, a big portion of them are not price sensitive at all they will simply sell plex when they need cash they don't care about the the current prices so they will just buy 20 bucks and, and sell it so uh, they're not price sensitive uh, the buyers are are more so this is all just a, a kind of uh, supply and demand cycle, which has been improved a lot by anti-cheat. That's what has driven the price, price, Plex prices down. And that actually, when I say we don't, we do, but we do it in a healthy way without mm -hmm. manipulation. Because you drove down the demand uh, because there's less uh, RMTs in the game. Yes. Or less bots. Yes, and more punished RMTs. Less... Uh, Less illegal ISK in the systems. 
So would you say then the current Plex price is then more reflective of what it should be? Because I, I think I think it's a. Um, this is the same price that was in a in a good period back uh, a few years ago. This is kind of like a, I don't know. There's nothing healthy about a number. It it's just a number, uh, and a lot of real world economies is really just perception. Like what is a high price for gold? Like whatever it is, is it higher, lower, good, bad? It just depends on how people feel about it. A lot of it is emotional, and this seems to be a, a, a nice emotional place for Plex to be, which makes people comfortable, and uh, then people are happier about it. That it's it's weird, but it it's not always science. Okay, are you okay with answering a couple of questions from chat? Sure. Um, Bonsai, he has collected, he's one of our mods, the state of wormholes uh, regarding resource distribution uh, and PI are returning questions. Also, if CCP is happy with how the ESS numbers turned out. Uh, let's start with the easy question. Are you happy with the way the ESS numbers turned out? We are happy with the current ISK rates, uh, or basically what players are making from bounties. Yes. And point two, we're very happy about the the growth of reserve bank um, deposits when we release them to the public. Is it, um, do you know yet how you're going to release uh, the keys? Can you share something about that? Uh, specific details I can't share, I know, but they will be distributed in, in uh, content. In content. So not through the Plex or store or cash. It's a, such a, like, I would say, come on, but. Hi, <laughs> hey, no. I'm just, yeah, I'm just making content, content. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Just, I mean, the I thing know is, I'm the, the thing I'm, is if but there's no better thing you can do for the, uh, uh, I, I guess for the, uh, uh, for the for the community or for the sentiment in the community than saying exactly what you just did right so um i think uh, i you know it's up to me to ask that question it's up to you to answer that yeah I, I just remember like the the first reddit thread about reserve banks and i was like oh, okay no we're never gonna sell these keys for plex or secure <laughs> no never but that's good okay it's in content that's very good. Um, so earlier, the other part of that question was the state of wormholes regarding resource distribution. Um, yep, big part of the next next uh, phase in that sense. Okay. And uh, PI, well, PI is interesting, right? Because PI uh, is is something that um, uh, that had the prices crashed um you know one 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 reason is less structures in space one reason is um uh, i guess more people doing pi because um uh because the other other isk making opportunities aren't uh, as lucrative anymore um uh, state of pi do you have a it's part of the ecosystem do you have an opinion on it first of all it could be so much more and i have I have big fantasies about what PI could be. Um, as a, I'm a, I'm a fairly big forex player, and I think there's things we could do on for PI that that 
Like it just has potential. Um, PI is definitely uh, some of the PI uh, resources are going to have uh, increased demand uh, soon. Okay. So higher value for sure. Ooh, you can't. Yeah. Okay. That's that's a good one. That's a good one to drop here. Uh, that, that's going to drive up prices. You can you can watch the prices. Uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> if you speculate, you speculate. Like I, I take no responsibility. Uh, I I I I probably have half a trillion in PI goods uh, uh, under my control. So that's 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 all good. <laughs> all right. Um, I think. Um, I think we're gonna uh, we're gonna let you go an hour fifteen unless uh, um, bonsai techno was there uh, any questions that I missed uh, last last any one last question for Rotati here? Hypernet, yeah. Oh, actually, that's a good that's a good ending question, Rotati. Um, you said earlier something about. Um, I don't know the exact quote, but you said you know g gambling was identified as a problem and removed. I mean, you reintroduced uh, state-funded uh, or state-run gambling via the hypernet. Something that uh, I have been, uh, I've been uh, fighting against uh, uh, since it got introduced because I don't, I don't really like the um, the idea of of of, of gambling uh, in the game the way the hypernet was uh, was introduced. Um, you know how does that fit together how do you how do you say okay we we've removed gambling but then we introduced it as kind of a state run thing and when i say state run i mean you know what i mean um because you're just taking advantage of mathematically challenged people that's what you're doing right it's raffles and uh they are condoned everywhere so mm -hmm. it's not literally gambling um mm -hmm. it is a a numbers game for sure, uh, a game of chance. Uh, actually, like I can't speak much to it. It was it implemented like months before I, uh, like literally just before I joined Eve. Um, and I know that we went through like thorough legal review, and it's fine. Like no, there's it. It's not wrong. And in, in I don't same, mean legally. I mean you know, yeah. I honestly morally. just don't. I don't have a strong opinion on it. it okay. It's something that uh, I think was again with good intentions. I obviously we had like semi legal raffles going on in Eve that were then turned out. Like I don't know the history about that stuff. Um, I think it was meant to be a kind of a good natured, fun activity to you know. Uh, and I remember there were things. A big reason for this, now I'm, I'm kind of thinking about this, was to kind of get value for things that had no value. Mm -hmm. So super rare things that you couldn't just put on the market. And I think it's for that, I think it's, I guess, fine. Like, I, I really don't have a problem with it, but I'm very ambivalent towards the, the whole thing. Uh, gambling, to me, is this kind of uh, non-guaranteed uh, loot box rolling. Like... When you just have a percent, like a hidden, usually percent chance, and there's no guarantee. So, at least for for loot boxes that that I don't hate as much as the other ones is kind of like at least like if it's one in hundred, you get if you buy a hundred, you'll get the thing, like a guaranteed drop. Uh, but none of that is coming to Eve in in any way or form anyway. So it, 
doesn't really right. matter what I think. Unfortunately, it came with a lot of scamming and spamming, but um, that's uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think unfortunate. it's. I think it's unfortunate, but um, it again, it doesn't bubble enough up to 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 cause enough noise for anyone to really react uh, negatively or or positively. It's kind of working. Uh, it, it still has a lot of activity. A lot of people interact with it. So uh, the assumption is it it's as good as anything else in the game. People are, some people are having fun with it. It's a sandbox. If you don't, you don't really ever need to open it even. So I think that's that's what it is. I, it's uh, it's gameplay for some, and so a lot of people enjoy it a lot. So I'm I'm happy to let them keep doing it. They enjoy it. <laughs> I guess I guess you have the numbers to prove that. Um, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of turnover for sure. It's a it's a you can see it in the MER. There's a lot of sync involved in that. Um, I would like to end on like I've been going through. Um, it's kind of like a, we have a a Friday fun session run mm -hmm. by CCB Burger where we we go through all kinds of interesting things uh, at the company and um, something that. Uh, we have a have a uh, a corporation, a small corporation, uh, run by or like with CCB players, and they were just walking through their nullsec mining industry operation, and I think here is something that it's a big thing to tackle, but it, that's something that I'm 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 very interested in in trying to improve, which is basically how do we introduce new players into into industry, because what they are walking into is basically an impossible task it's it's pvp with odds stacked against you from every single like uh at, yeah um uh, direction you basically have other people who have fully researched blueprints you have like people with very optimized like uh, pipelines logistics like there is no way you can win on margins against anyone so how do we make this lucrative? And that's just a question for you guys to, to ponder. What, what can we do to allow new players to get into this and still make, make a living from it without fighting, fighting against the big, big sharks in the industry? Because there is no artisan cafe. There is nothing you can do to be different. It's all the same uh, uh, goods in that sense. It's all price is king here. There's no customer service. There's nothing that you can offer. So uh, pose that question to you guys. What can we do for new players in, in the industry? Because that's like you don't have a chance. That's what I. That's my kind of feeling that I'm that I'm feeling right now. Do you want an answer from chat? Sure. Like I shoot. get rid of T two BPOs. That's, that's one, start. but they're not they're not competing on the T two market in in the first week of their existence. But good point, but not a key point. Sure that whatever you grant to new players will be used by the same titans they have no chance against. Yes. <laughs> you have to find the items that uh, that work. I so. In in null, right? I I tend to agree with you. I I um I'm actually a, a very 
I'm an experienced trader, but in industry, I only started this year, um, Ratari, and um, I was uh, I was immediately able to make a profit by finding the right niches and the right items um, with a lot of market knowledge. Obviously, that helps. Um, uh, so I think um, I think giving them a, a a platform to maybe to 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 learn about the the markets and the the makeup of different items and uh, and and structures, I think would would be a good starting point. Um, I, uh, you know, there's there's basically very few resources out there that will that will easily explain to you which which type of items go into into what type of uh, um, final good and and. Uh, or or finished good or or medium uh, tier one or or P one P two intermediate uh, products. That is something that I think is 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 missing. So I, that that is something that uh, that I would say would would help a lot of players on their way there. But yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing uh, that kind of struck me was that many MMOs, a lot of the survival games, at least like with with crafting elements, with blueprints, etc. They they allow you to make something for yourself, like, and it's useful to you, and it's 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 almost never useful for you to to manufacture for yourself. Like, it it it's kind of better for you to go out and make money and buy things of the market, um, yeah. which is kind of counterintuitive. And I think there's also this uh, complexity of the fitting itself, and uh, our our CCP um, kind of guide or host actually explained. How he how they go about creating doctrine kind of uh, orders, so and that's a lot of Google Docs and a lot of Excel sheets and a lot of things where you actually have to keep track of of everything and uh, creating corporation hangers to to make make everyone like dump into the same hangar so you can keep track of all the the minerals etc. This is all very like abstract, very difficult for a new player to get into just to, just the concept of i'm going to build my own rifter with my own weapons with my own ammo that seems to be like a reasonable thing to do for a new player who wants to get into industry but it very very difficult maybe as an intermediate to go dabble in industry but as a new player who expects this to be a game about also about crafting is is something that like i'd love to to take a take a uh, stab at trying to improve so um I would say something like uh, so. If 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 you if you're talking about maybe uh, one solution could be diminishing returns for people that produce a lot, right? That would allow on 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 certain products would allow people uh, to get into very cheap initial products and maybe make a um, make a profit because everyone else is not producing it anymore because of diminishing returns. But I don't think that's a good I I, I don't think that would be good for the uh for this for the sandbox aspect of the game because that's i mean we're playing ultra capitalism here this is this is not uh this is not going to be um this this is this is unrealistic or this is unrealistic handholding for for new players that is that is hurting these the sandbox mentality i think but that would be an idea maybe to throw around sure that's Diminishing returns. Way. It's always that's all. The diminishing returns can can is, is always the answer to any question. <laughs> Possible answer. You don't, don't want to say tariffs, though. Like that's <laughs> no. 
That's Texas. <laughs> no, that's right. that's basically just think about all the activity as PvP yeah. and think whether it's fair or not. And I think this is one of the unfair places to start is like day one. I'm saying day one, not day, day thirty nine or three hundred. You you shouldn't be doing industry in no is my answer to that in day one because uh you know we, I, what what are you doing you know i i industry is something that has to that that should be really only really profitable at scale because that's how it is in the real world you know um and that that's that's realistic so, so i think if so you're building your own place a, a part of it well uh fun well some, uh, fun is different people i think a lot of people yeah. uh, produce at a loss and eve a ton of people do you know so many people produce at a loss because they have fun producing stuff and i love them because i get very rich of them but that's that what that's what happens you know it, it's uh, people i don't think i think the people that are very that are very profitable in industry are are the the 20 not the 80 mm -hmm. and and so i don't think industry for the for the sake of making a huge profit is a um, is a month one activity but to be fair it's 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 not in in most mmos right i mean in, in other mmos if you if you're going to i mean you know wow is the elephant in the room in, in wow you're going to start producing for yourself just like you might be producing your own rifter but you're not going to be profitable in any profession until a few years down the down the line sure. but you know we're we're digress Yep. Hey, uh, Ratari, thank you, thank you so much for for coming along. Hopefully, uh, we can do this again sometime. It was a, a ton of fun. Um, I think we learned a lot. Um, uh, I think um, it was uh, very, very nice, nice speaking to you. And and thank you so much for taking out the time of your uh, evening. I know it's an extension of work for you. It's fun for us, an extension of work for you. That's uh, fine. So I highly, highly, highly appreciate that, man. I enjoy it. I I really like the community interaction. Um, I miss it. I did more of it on Dust, but I'm I'm trying to get back into the habits. So, nope, I I really enjoy this, and there's a lot of interesting things that can can come out of both the chat, both the follow up, people actually watch the stream and then ping me. It's it's all very important to just keep this this conversation going. And I hope I was vague enough, but not and and <laughs> and also still like I would say, uh, I I I hope you see some some light at the end of the tunnel. I see it in the sure. reserve packs. Just, okay. just wait. All right, all right, all right. So perfect. Uh, if, maybe uh, if if you um, if if people uh, reach out to 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 voice their opinion based on the ch chat that we had today, uh, do, what should they do? Should they um, uh, should they uh, tweet at you? Uh, should they reach out to the to the community team? What's the best way to give feedback? So my favorite is because I I. I check the forums regularly. Is to just see a a a good, well constructed post. Uh, if you name drop me, it's likelier that I see it. Uh, but that's that's one of the ways. Uh, probably a good one is to start a thread and then tweet it at me. Um, and the community team, I guess, would be like they pass all kinds of things. Like I, I get a re regular bundle, and then we have a a a weekly kind of community feedback. So, like I think these are are normal ways to to get in touch great well i'll be doing that and you can uh be sure Forward that time. you will have a another request for an interview uh in the in the future from me in your inbox see you next quadrant all right <laughs>